Hey, y'all. Welcome back to M Cubed, where we discuss meaningful mentorship and management. Listen in to get insightful tips, whether you are a new or seasoned entrepreneur or grinding on your nine to five. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm your host, Zaria. Hey, you guys. So today we will be discussing the power of negotiation. What, when, and how do you negotiate? You know, we always like to start off by giving a definition. So negotiation is discussion aim at reaching an agreement and also by the way follow us on social media our instagram is m3 brand so today interviews i mean today's podcast is going to be interview style and um stephanie's going to be talking a lot about negotiation because she has a lot of experience in the workforce and she's negotiated a lot of things so stephanie can you start us off please so these are things that all of our nine survivors can negotiate Compensation probably being the most important for most people. This is your salary or hourly wage, your sign-on bonus or annual performance bonus. It can also be your commission. So anything related to your pay can be negotiated. Just keep in mind that most companies have a set limit for how much they'll pay for each position So companies may be the least flexible in the area of negotiating uh, your compensation. You can also negotiate things like your working hours. Most companies have flexible working hours. So if you are most productive in the afternoon or evening, talk to your company. See if they're willing to let you work uh, later hours or a split shift. Uh, Really anything is up for negotiation in this area. So, Stephanie, um, quick question. Just want to budge in. So when should this communication start? Should it start at the beginning of your employment during the hiring process? Do you wait until you've been with the company for a little bit and decide, hey, um, I, you know, I feel like my um, experience in this is, you know, um, overqualified for this position. Do you talk about it then? Do you work inside of the office for a minute or maybe work for home for a minute but realize it doesn't work for you? So when do you start to have that communication with your employer? Yeah, that's a great question. So I always say that you have the most negotiating power before you accept the position. So um, after you've interviewed and you get a little bit of insight as to what the company is offering in terms of uh, compensation and benefits, that's when you, uh, and they give you an offer letter, that's when you really start negotiating. Um, That's when the company is most... um, anxious or most excited about you joining. They have a start date in mind. Um, They have uh, HR already involved. Um, They've already seen your credentials um, via your resume or during the interview process. So I would say always ask for, you know, the sun, the moon, and the apple tree before you accept your job offer. But you can also negotiate Uh, let's say you ask for something and they tell you, well, we can't do that right now, but once you start, we can reevaluate in 90 days or um, at your first uh, annual performance review. You're less likely to get the things that you asked for at that time for a number of reasons. So I always say ask for it up front, but don't think that once you've accepted the position that you can't um, negotiate in these areas at a later time. Okay, okay. So um, I guess I'm thinking of it about 
like when you're at the when you're at the interviewing process well you when you're at the interview and you are going through the process what type of information do you need to bring do you um do you ask them for more time to think things over so that you can bring, um, you know, your qualifications or figure out what you're going to say to them? Because you never want to ask for something without backing it up. So Absolutely. So research is key. And now with all of the different technology um, and websites, you can you can get a pretty good idea how much the company is offering. You can get a really good idea of the work environment, um, how flexible or rigid the company is in terms of work location, um, hours and compensation, things like that. So I would always, you know, my biggest uh, resource for this is like Glassdoor, search the company. Um, You can search your particular job title, location, and it'll give you a pretty good idea of how much you should make in that with that job title. So absolutely do your research. Uh, LinkedIn is another really good website for you to do that research. Go into your interview knowing or having an idea of what to expect. Okay. Okay. That was really good. We can, um, we can move on to the next one. That's what I want to ask you though. Okay. And then flexible. Um, the next one is, uh, your work hours, which I think we touched on. So negotiating when your start and stop times are, or if you want to work a split shift or have specific days off. Um, so I can com- tell them, I don't want to do a nine to five. Can I leave at two? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, okay. you, you certainly can. Um, and now, you know, especially in a global company, like I, I work for a global company and um, a lot of the people I interact with are overseas and they're six hours ahead of us. So it comes in handy, um, me working an earlier shift uh, because, you know, if they have something that's urgent that they need to talk to me about, it's usually lunchtime. If I were to start at 8 a.m., it would be lunchtime, their time or after lunch. Um, so you, you're just able to you know, produce more if you start earlier. So yeah, whatever times you think would benefit yourself and the company, you can absolutely ask for that. Okay. Uh, Retirement matching. So um, most companies, I would think, are offering some form of retirement at this point. Um, But if a company says we'll match, you know, the first 4% of whatever you put into your retirement account, you can absolutely ask them for an extra percentage or two. Um, you can ask for all of your matching to be deposited, uh, quarterly or monthly or, you know, annually, whatever you think works best for you. Um, so don't just accept whatever they're offering. You can definitely ask for them to do something that's more beneficial for you. Work location in light of, you know, this lovely pandemic, everybody just about is working from home. I think after the pandemic, a lot of companies that weren't willing to allow their employees to work from home will be more open to it. So don't be afraid to ask to work from home or, you know, if not full time, then several days out of the week or work from, you know, a a different work location that's closer to your house. Anything that is more convenient for you or you know makes you more productive and honestly since COVID that should be a pretty um I guess easy negotiation because honestly we've all noticed you know employees and employers do I really need to be there to do the work 
No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like it's you get a um, way greater advantage dur- during this time. Absolutely. And I think a lot of companies, you know, have realized this. The companies that weren't willing to let you work from home prior to COVID, they've all had to pivot and figure out how do I still conduct business during this pandemic and keep my employees safe? So jobs that you wouldn't have typically seen working from home, like people in the you know financial or banking industry or, you know, a lot of customer service people. They're, they're now working from home and they figured out how to use technology to make sure their employees are productive and they have everything they need. So if you are somebody that, you know, would benefit from working from home, do not be afraid to ask for that. Uh, professional development. This is another really good one um, because if you've ever taken any professional development, you know they are not cheap. And so having a company invest in you and skills that you can keep forever and take with you to other um, employers is is mm-hmm. huge. It's like free education. So ask for professional development. Don't be afraid to come to um, your... Uh, interview or don't be afraid to negotiate after you get an offer letter with a specific amount. Okay. And usually this professional development has to be something that uh, is beneficial to the company. So Mm -hmm. I can't just, you know, say I, you know, I'm an accountant right now and now I want to work in healthcare. If healthcare has nothing to do with your employer, they're not likely to pay for it. But if you can figure out how to use those skills for that company, then chances are they will want you to um, take the training as well. So, for example, just to budge in so people have an idea of what that means and when you said being in your industry. So um, my internship was in social media um, management. So therefore, my company invested in me taking classes on Hootsuite. Um, they had Pinterest workshops, Instagram um, workshops and different tools that had to pay for. So a lot of them, um, my manager, he would tell me about him and say, Hey, you know, we're, um, you know, we've paid for this course. So if you want to do an overview on it or, you know, freshen up on some things, here you go. Or if I found something, I think I found something on Hootsuite and also it was other, some other social media management, um, like planning or like content calendar thing. They had some course there and he was like, sure, let's get it. You know? So, um, that's the type of professional development Stephanie is talking about. Yes, whatever. And you can also, so let's say this is um, an area where you can de- where you can negotiate later or you don't have to give them specifics up front. So let's say you start a job and you're in an entry-level position, but you aspire to be in management. So you may negotiate with them and say, okay, after my one-year professional development, if I've... Um, you know, performed at the level that you expect or exceed your expectations, then I want you to send me to, you know, middle management training. And this is something that um, your company is likely to agree to. Um, So it doesn't necessarily have to be in a specific niche, but whatever the skill or development is for, it has to be beneficial um, to the company so they can get their return on their investment. Okay. 
vacation is another big area that I like to tell people about. So if you know every year you like to take six weeks of vacation and your company's only offering you two years, you may want to negotiate some additional weeks. Um, Wait, so if your company's only giving you two weeks, now you said two years of vacation, so two oh, weeks. That would be nice. <laughs> that yes. would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks of vacation, yes. Who would go back after two years? Not <laughs> yes. me. <laughs> if Consider me not employed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If your company's only offering you two weeks and you know you like to take six weeks, then you can uh, um, always negotiate additional weeks of vacation. Relocation expenses. Um, oh, yeah, another good area. So if you apply for a job, out of state or even in a different city um it's always a good idea to ask for relocation chances are your company will pay for this this is something that they could write off so it's not a big deal for you know most companies but always ask for that even if they don't pay for all of it they just pay for some of it that's less you know money that you have to pay out of pocket so ask for that relocation uh, job titles. So job titles are important, especially when you are, um, you know, listing them on your resume and on LinkedIn. You want it to sound as big and important um, as possible, right? So you don't want to be, you know, um, something mundane or that sounds entry level. Sometimes um, the job title makes a difference and what you qualify for uh, coming, you know, in, in the future. So if you can negotiate for a better or more important sounding job title, that doesn't cost the company anything. And they're likely to, um, you know, approve a, a job title, job title change. Child care expenses, another big one. Um, if your job doesn't have child care on site, then you can ask for uh you know, partial payment of childcare expenses or even all of your childcare expenses to be paid. So feel free to ask for that. And just remember, um, if you don't ask, you probably won't get it, right? But if you do ask, there's a 50-50 chance that your company will say yes. You do not have to accept the first offer that you're given. Um, and the best time to negotiate is absolutely before you accept your offer letter. So that's really uh, things that I think most nine to fivers. Can okay, negotiate. so Stephanie, I have I have some questions for you. Okay. So I feel like our listeners, you know, they know what to do. But, you know, we also told them we're going to, you know, tell them how. So I want you to speak on some of those topics as to how that verbiage would be when they ask certain things. So um, maybe you can touch on um, how you how the verbiage would be for compensation, how it would be for work location. And also, I'm interested in knowing how do you um, negotiate a better job title. So if you could just give a snippet of you know, how it would be said, I don't know, via email or in person, just so people sure. can. Yeah. So I recommend for any of these, when possible, that you negotiate verbally. Um, because, uh, you know, as you know, 
emails and texts and things like that, written communication can often be misinterpreted. So I would absolutely recommend you have these conversations verbally. And if you need to follow it up in email or text, then you can do that. But for compensation. So let's say I go to a job interview. They love me. They give me a job, a job offer. And um, it's okay. So I've done my research and I know that it's in the ballpark of what I'm supposed to be paid for my job title. Um, But, you know, I want an additional, maybe it's $5,000 less than the current position I'm in. So what I would basically tell them is, you know, thank you so much for selecting me. I think I'll be a great fit for your company. I did, however, notice that the compensation was a little bit below what I was expecting. So I currently make, you know, whatever the amount is. Um, And I would like for you guys to at least meet me there because, you know, with my work experience in this, you know, particular job, this is what the market is paying. And I would just give them a number. Uh, I would say never give them your bottom your absolute minimum because chances are they're going to counter and if they do you want to go ahead oh no I'm I'm sorry I said that I also heard that it's not good to give a range so you never want to say I don't know um 60 to 65 you want to be firm in what you um want and also I've even heard go higher because you always want to negotiate down you know or yeah okay Yeah. So if they say the position pays $100,000 and you know my bottom is 110, then you don't go to them with 110 because chances are they are going to counter and they're not going to counter with what you're asking for. So, yeah, always go a little bit above what you actually want so that it looks like, you know, you're um, compromising. Okay. Um, So, If they say, no, actually, we can't go, you know, this is the highest we can pay for that position, then you can say, okay, well, there's some other things that I think you can um, provide that will help offset the, um, you know, reduced compensation. So then you go into those other things. So you also talked about work location. And um, for this one, what I would say is, you know, um, the office that you have me assigned to in my offer letter is an hour away from my house without traffic. Um, And I can commute that distance, certainly for, you know, my first 30 or 60 days while I'm, you know, interacting with the people in the office and learning my job training and et cetera. But after that, I would really prefer to work from home or work from the location that's 10 minutes away, this will allow me to, you know, work longer hours or get to work earlier or finish a little later. Um, It'll just help me be more productive. Or you can say, I would love to work from home because I can start earlier, work a little bit longer hours um, since I'm not having to commute, you know, two hours a day. Okay, that's good. Um, And then the last one you talked about was a better job title. So let's say they offer me a um, position as um, an administrative assistant. And that's a great title. um, But you can, let's say you're supporting 
um, someone in, in leadership, a VP or a president of the company. It's in the job market. It sounds like a more lofty position if you have, say, an executive assistant position or title. And the reason why is because um, administrative assistant often sounds like a entry-level position. And even if your job tasks are exactly the same, if it says executive assistant, then it sounds like you're supporting more senior professionals in the company. And so usually your pay is a little bit higher, um, but you're doing all of the same thing. So I would always negotiate for a title that sounds uh, higher um, so that when you put it on your resume or you go to uh, a different company, um, they will pay you for that experience. Oh, okay. Thank you so much, Stephanie. That was really good. Um, I think that we are ready to close it out, you guys. I hope that you got a lot of information from this podcast. Um, I hope that you learned something. I hope that you use, once again, Stephanie has dropped some gems. I think last time you dropped some gems on how to send an email about um, canceling your mentor. So just like I said last time, you guys, just rewind it back. You can repeat this, get in the mirror, get some confidence. And that's one thing I've always heard about negotiation. Be confident in what you want, because if you're not going to be confident about what you're asking, why do you expect someone to give it to you? So um, be confident and, you know, play this back to see what Stephanie said and, you know, put it how you want to do your research. And like we said on our Instagram post today, all they can say is yes or no. That's all they can say. So either you decide to go along with it or you seek better opportunities. So absolutely. Anything else, Stephanie? Nope, that's really all I have. Like you said, be confident, know your worth and do your research. Those are the three key things to being a um, phenomenal negotiator. Okay, sounds good. So this information was definitely for our nine to fivers and me and Stephanie are going to talk and I think we should come back and talk about negotiation, negotiating as an entrepreneur. Do you agree? Absolutely. I got some great tips for entrepreneurs also. All right, y'all. This is the M3 brand. Until next time. Peace. Bye.